Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Today we're going to talk about an outfielder, a familiar face that the Astros picked up today or they signed to a contract and here to talk about it, as always, my boy, Thomas Chavarria. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good evening, Rob Fontenot. (laughs) Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's a good day to be an Astros fan. The club got stronger, and we're going to let you know all about it. All right. One year, $15 million, Is that what it is? It is a one-year, $12 million contract 12. with $4 million in performance incentives. Do you know what those incentives are? I am not that good. I have not seen that yet, but I'm sure it's probably, you know, so many at-bats. I think maybe I had read that he was making 15 before. Didn't he get signed for 230? Two years, was, 30 million? I thought it was 32. I think he was making 16 before. Oh, okay. But anyway, one year, 12 million. That's a good deal. Absolutely. I, I was a little intrigued because JD Martinez got $2 million less to go to the Dodgers. So you would think similarly aged, that kind of deal. I wonder if this was a thing between Jim Crane and Brantley going, look, this is how much I value you. Probably didn't have to give you this, but this is what I think you're worth. So a lot of people have concerns. This guy just came off an injury, but this contract is all based solely that he has to pass the physical. Doesn't pass the physical. It's no contract. So he's going to be good to go. I really don't see the concern. I mean, obviously he is coming off an injury, but the fact that he was shut down middle of last season, I think I think it was like uh, August, I think is when he got shut down. So he's going to have more than enough time to rehab, get his swing right. And then when you think about it, I know there's been a lot of buzz on Twitter as to where he will hit. I think he hits in the seven hole. <laughs> and to be honest, that is crazy to think that you're going to have Michael Brantley down there uh, with guys on base in front of him. Well, let's go to that then. I have this in my notes, and I put a poll out there. I only did three hours because I knew we were going to do the show because I put the lineup with Michael Brantley batting second. I think everybody's memory is what Pena did in the postseason, and that's what they're saying. This is our MVP. This is our this and that. 
But if Michael Brantley come back and hit 300 like he normally does, last year he was hitting 288 before he got hurt, who knows what they're going to do. But I do like the fact that Pena can get on. If he can control himself from swinging at those breaking pitches low and outside, he'll get on base more. And I like it because he has more power. We're going to get more home runs from him than we would Brantley. But I predicted that it would be Brantley batting second. Just on my overall, that's his spot. But who knows? I, I, I would say he'd have to take it away from Pena. It's not a given. But I asked the poll, who's going to be second, Brantley or Pena? And Pena, 69.5%. So it's quite a few, but still 30% think it's going to be uh, Uncle Mike. So I know you you said you thought it was because of his postseason run, but it's actually more than that. If you look at their record during the regular season when he batted second, as opposed to when he batted anywhere else in the lineup, the Astros were uh, far and away better with Pena in the two-hole. And I think that was even something that I read was an area of conflict between management, and, and by management I mean Dusty, and James Click. James Click did not feel that he needed to bat in the two-hole, wanted to bat it further in the lineup. That's where Dusty wanted him. So I can't see that changing. Uh, I don't think Uncle Mike needs to be anywhere in particular. He's just, I mean, he has the nickname professional hitter for a reason. You could bat him ninth. You could bat him first. You could bat him second. He's still going to give you quality ABs. He's not going to strike out a ton. He's going to put the ball in play and he's going to hit for average. So that's very interesting that you say that. Although it's a video game, I've mentioned that I play this baseball game on my phone. And I have a guy that's really good, but my my batting order is really strong, like the Astros. You got someone like Abreu batting sixth. So instead of putting my good guy at seven and having people that struggle at eight and nine, I put that other good guy down at the bottom just in case it comes around for him to get on base for them top guys. So I, I wouldn't mind him batting ninth either. I don't know if they would ever do that, but... I don't think so. I mean, I think you still want to stack your lineup to where you get one more AB with uh, Uncle Mike as opposed to Maldi or Chaz in that spot. You know, statistically speaking, the higher you go up the lineup, the, the potential you have to get more ABs. So it makes sense to have him protect Jose Abreu to protect whoever is going to be in the six hole. Because... Because I agree you, that he shouldn't bat lower than seventh. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a strategy implied by me on my baseball game. And I only <laughs> brought it up because you mentioned it. But like I said, I see, and I know I wrote it on Twitter because that's the way it was before he got hurt. Michael Brantley was number two. And I think that Jeremy Pena didn't really take it away from him because he got hurt, but he stepped in and performed so well that Brantley is going to have to take it away from him. But I think Pena is more like – it'd be more like Pena is going to have to lose it more than Uncle Mike's going to take it. See, that's interesting because I don't, I don't know – I don't know that any of them care that much. I don't think it's a, it's a particularly, like, big deal to bat somewhere in the lineup. Dusty moved the lineup all over the place throughout the season, especially when guys got, got rest. So when Jordan was out, when Briggs was out, when Tucker was out, the line shuffled up all over the place. It just statistically bared out 
that Pena was a better hitter and the Astros were a better team with him in the two hole. So does, does that change now because uh, uncle Mike's back? I don't know. Personally, I don't see it. I think it's easier to move uncle Mike around and leave Pena where he's at because the protection is what I think benefits Pena the most them uh, opposing pitchers knowing that, Hey, I have to attack Pena because if I put him on base, I, I risk hurting myself further with, Bregman, Tucker, Jordan. Yeah. A lot of power behind him. I, I agree. I mean, I I I posted what I posted, but I agree. Pena's gonna be bat second. I agree with the, what you said. I don't think they care. I think everybody's number one goal is to win. And so I don't think they'll care. And Dusty will move <laughs> things around, like you said. But anyway, let's talk about some other teams. Some interesting things going on. But let, let's touch on Michael Brantley a little bit. There's not really anybody left, right, that would be a better fit for the Astros. Left-handed hitter, gets on base, the team loves him. It's a good pickup. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from, from a standpoint of chemistry, he's the perfect guy to add to this lineup. I think Conforto was out there. They talked about Conforto. He's also a left-handed bat. Uh, Jerickson Profar was another name that I saw that the Astros were kind of tied to. In the, the end, I I take Uncle Mike before all of them because you know what he is. He's a known quantity. Not to mention he's gonna he's gonna be a, a member of that clubhouse immediately. I mean, he never left. You yeah. see him on Instagram and Twitter. You see him with the guys in Vegas. He was traveling like he never left the team. He was there in the postseason, so he's just gonna fit in seamlessly. Where somebody else kind of like the way Christian Vasquez, kind of the way uh, Trey Mancini kind of had to find their way a little bit, kind of in integrate themselves with the team. You won't have that with Uncle Mike at all. He'll be there from day one. I think we all kind of saw this coming, right? We were thinking, oh, the Astros got to get an outfielder, and we're thinking they're probably just going to end up getting Brantley again. I mean, he's not going to sign with another team unless he knows that he can't go back to the Astros, I guess, unless someone offers him like 50 million a year. But I think he was waiting for it. And the Astros were probably waiting for him to get healthy all along. Do you think they're done? It's interesting. I don't know what else you add short of Yuli Gurriel. That's the one name that I'd like to see them go get. I saw earlier today that with this signing, they will be sitting at roughly 210 to 212 million with the cap. The first tax threshold is $233 million. So they'll have roughly 20 to 21, $22 million to play with. So potential to add a utility guy, potential to add maybe a starter. I don't know. Uh, at this point, you know, anything else is just icing on the cake, right? You know, the lineup is, is super solid one through seven now. And now you just need the little pieces to kind of fill it out. And you got Chaz and Maldi, eight and nine. You can't beat that. So the Astros reached out to Jorge Alfaro and Tucker Barnhart. Would these, how big of an upgrade would these be over the uh, Corey Lee and Diaz? Again, a, a known quantity. Uh, they've been in the league for a while, both guys, veterans of, of some years. But to me, I don't think they move the needle enough to where just, just roll with your young guys. Roll with Corey Lee. I mean, a, a lot a lot was made of the Astros when they decided they were going to go with Jeremy Pena uh, over signing a shortstop after Carlos left. 
many, many, you know, talking heads or whatever was like, this is a mistake. You've got a team that's ready to win. You've got a roster that's ready to win. And you're handing a premium defensive position and a premium spot in your lineup to a kid who had no big league experience. And all he did was dominate when, you know, uh, MVP of the postseason and, you know, all the things. So what's to say Maldi can't groom one of these young guys to be that? Obviously, Maldi will be the guy unless he gets injured. But it'd be nice to have these guys available on the bench, you know, always just picking his ear uh, or picking his brain. I'm sorry. You know, having Maldi in their ear telling him, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing things. There's no better on-the-job training than right there with him. So if I was going to groom one of those young guys, that's how I would do it. So the Astros, you said they were interested in Comforto. This is the notes I had before the show because I wrote the notes and we went shopping and they got Michael Brantley while I was gone. But Comforto, Profarm, Brantley, I guess they could still sign one of those guys. I think most of us are okay with Chaz. At the moment, if he struggles or something happens, there's always the trade deadline. If you look at it, a reminder to everyone, you know, that's worried that the Astros aren't picking up a lot of guys. They did sign Rafael Montero, like right out of the gate. And if, and what I thought about this today, if somebody else would have signed Montero like two days ago, it'd be, it'd be everywhere. Like it'd be huge news. But he was with us. They signed him right away. And that's a huge piece. Like I said, that's the first guy that I wanted back. So don't forget they signed him. They signed Abreu. But let me ask you this. Did you know that there are two major pieces of our team that is not signed for 2023? <laughs> Did you? Are you aware of this? I am, but I do not feel that they will go unsigned before the season starts. I think, I think with – and. What Rob is referring to is Blummer and TK do not have contracts. And I do not think that'll last. I don't think they see, I don't, I don't see them stressing about it. I don't see, you, you see Julia and Blummer and I, I don't follow TK as much, but I see them on social media just kind of going about their business. So I don't think they're concerned about where their, their next paycheck's coming from. I'm sure before it's all said and done, they'll get signed. Maybe fan fest, who knows? Yeah. I don't. I mean, you would think that they would say, you know, we're pretty happy with you. Let's let's sign you up for next year. Who who knows how the negotiations go with the guys on TV? But they did. They did bring. They're going to bring all the coaching staff back. Everyone's coming back. We didn't lose our bench coach to another team as a manager. They're all back. And for anyone that wants, uh, what's the bench coach name? I can't get it right now. Joe Espada. There you go. If you want Joe Espada to take over for Dusty Baker in the future, be happy he's still with us. He didn't leave, so that's still a possibility if that's something that you wanted, folks. The one thing I would say about the the, the TK and Blummer thing, in the, in the order of operations in my mind, I would think that putting the team together was probably the top priority, right? So let's work on free agents. Let's work on whatever trades. I don't see the 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 media side of it being up the list. Now, if if you told me somebody came out and poached one of those guys, then I'd be like, wow, you know, but I don't think they're just 
they're unhappy with them, I guess. You know, we're not. Yeah. So let me ask you this. They cover the Astros games. Do they work for the Astros? And they just cover the games on AT&T or do, or does AT&T, are they the ones that hire them? That's a good question. I, I would think it was the team. I think I think they work for the Astros, and the reason Ram, I say that is because ramble on a little, and I'll Google it. I think they work for the Astros, and the reason I say that is because I believe they all got rings last year when everybody got a ring. So the the only people that got rings were like members of the team and members of the organization, and I am almost a hundred percent positive that every last one of them got a ring, like you know, name on it, legit, the whole nine. Oh yeah. Because I know my buddy uh, Francisco Romero, he's always showing his off. Same thing. AT&T, I, I really don't know. I'm not going to look it up because I don't have time. I'm not good enough to look that up that fast. But I believe they'll come back. If they don't, it's going to be super weird. That's all I know for sure. But we will get to some more stuff right after this, folks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, we're back. So let's talk about this. Number one, this is the first thing I wrote because this is the first thing to came to my mind to talk about. And I'm glad I talked all the Astros stuff first, but I still got a little Astros. The Yankees signed Carlos Rondon. Six years, $162 million. And then I put fair or foul, the Yanks are obsessed with beating the Astros. That is fair for me. Example one, Jim Bowden, MLB Network, after they signed Rondon. He's the best left-handed starter in Major League Baseball. And, of course, Houston, you got a problem. Yankee fans should be celebrating. Could the guy say something any more ridiculous than that? Framber Valdez, we're not worried. We don't have a problem, and they can celebrate all they want. So I'm going to say it's foul. It is foul. No, 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 no. Your 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 fair or foul is foul. Yeah, because I do not think the Yankees are are, and they'll never admit to it, but I do not think they go you know, with a big bullseye going. Our season is a success if we beat the Astros. Like if they win the ALCS and they beat the Astros and don't win the World Series, it's still a failure. Their fan base, the the, the they will tell you, they're only after number twenty eight. They're after the ring. That's all they care about. Now, with that being said. The Astros are the team that's in the way, and and everybody acknowledges that. But if they lose the World Series to the Dodgers or the Braves or the Mets, they're still disgusted. Example two, the Yes Network. 
his career numbers versus the Astros are fire, fire, fire. So it might not be the team, but it's definitely the Major League Baseball Network, and it's definitely the Yes Network. They well, sign yeah. they sign these guys, and they're not like, all right, this solidifies this and that. Both guys, Astros. They comment about the Astros when they do their team. The best rotation in the league. Do you believe that? Cole, Rondon, Cortez, Severino, Montes? I don't believe it, but I'm biased. <laughs> true best but, left-hander in baseball no i don't believe that either but i'm it, biased <laughs> was he in the top three in the cy young voting no no he was not always the best he's not we tore it's, him up with chicago in the playoffs he's not the best it's 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 easy for them to get someone like you riled up they want they want the the, the back and forth they want the interaction they want the clicks like me that well, the average fan, whatever. I'm not even talking about you, but I'm just talking about in general. Oh, okay. In general. All right. All right. All yeah. Right. I'm average. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Again, Go ahead. I'm missing. In general. In general. Uh, you are a little worked up over something you shouldn't be, though. You should not take anything that they say to heart. I'm not worked up. I'm just saying they're, you're a little, they're obsessed you're a little, with us. You're a little worked up. <laughs> they're, obsessed. <laughs> they're obsessed with us, dude. You're like, no, no, no. It's foul. This is dumb. Erroneous. And I'm like, look, they're. They, dude, they, I don't even say the, the word erroneous. <laughs> I know. I know. That was on me. But everybody that's upset, that's, you know, worked up over it. It's the bait that they wanted. They wanted you to take that bait. They wanted you to feel some kind of way. And I think it's 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 how they make their money. And that's fine. But if you're savvy with it, you know you've got Framberg. You know what this roster can do. Guess what, guess what Rondon's postseason numbers are against the Astros? Do you know? I know we tore him up. He's got a 6.15 ERA against the Astros. I don't. I don't think you win many ball games with an ERA that high. No. This. This is like. It's so easy to pick it apart if you want to. I just. I just kind of. Okay. Sure. We'll see you in October. We'll. We'll. We'll settle it on the on the diamond, and when it goes down the way it goes down. You know. You left the receipt out there. Didn't you say this was the best rotation in baseball? Didn't you yeah. say this was this guy was brought in that Houston's got a problem. You know, the same thing with all those, those, you know, the Phillies and the Yankees. We want Houston. What did that do for them? This is just the same thing. Go ahead. You want it? Yeah, go ahead. They're the best rotate. Go ahead. And, and the Astros will show up with their lunch pail, hand you <laughs> your butt kicking, and then we'll talk about it in, in October. I love how every team uses that. You've got a problem, Houston. It's better, it's better than the trash can. The trash can gets to me a little. <laughs> because I'm embarrassed about it. It's like, couldn't you have hit anything other than that? To me, it's all water under the bridge. Oh, it is. What's, what's done is done. I'm not. I'm not sweating that. I'm not sweating the Houston. You got a problem thing. I love it. It's. It's almost like a badge of honor if you think about it. You know, they have to use that. You know. You know what I mean? They all who use else, it. Who else has that? Who else has something like that? When you when you go to the you know other teams. Mm -mm. Who was that that said? Was it uh, Ford that said he had someone hit the home run? He's like, start spreading the news. <laughs> that was awesome. So I guess everybody does it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That does make sense. So the Astros sent me my World Series ring. Nah, I'm just kidding. There you go. All right. So 
what else? Let's. I don't have much left, dude. Do you have so anything I'll, you want to share about the Astros or anything? What do you got to say? So I will say this about the Rondon signing. I do think the Yankees needed to do it. I think they overpaid him. He's making $27 million a year to produce similar numbers to Lance McCullers Jr. Lance McCullers Jr.'s contract is nowhere near what Rondon got. So I think when 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 you look at that that signing, it was so critical for them because if they were to come back without Rondon, they were going to be worse than they went into the, the offseason. Ben Attendee getting signed by the White Sox was huge because now at least a gaping hole for the Yankees in left field. They don't want to, they don't want to put John Carlos Stanton out there. They'll do it, but they don't want to do it. So they still have holes to fill. The beautiful thing about all of this is that we're over here talking about potential ads that don't even have to happen. The Astros can add nothing else the rest of the offseason and go to war with a lineup that they have, with a rotation that they have, and a bullpen that they have, that a lot of teams are going, how are we supposed to beat that? If they sign Yuli, it's just no JV, but we added a Brayu. So the same team, the same bullpen that had a 0.83 ERA in the postseason, they're all back, except the people that didn't even get to play. I mean... I don't think Lee, what's his name? The one we got from the Braves? Smith. 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 Why do I say Lee? Why do I say Lee? I don't know. But you know what this means? It looks like the Magic Man has a really good shot at being on that 26-man roster. I believe he will be. I think Dusty loves uh, what he brings. You could tell every time they set him down, it was a struggle. They talked about it at length, and they were quick to say, look, this is nothing he's doing wrong. He's done everything we've asked. He's been really, really good. Seth Martinez is going to be a part of this bullpen going forward. I firmly believe that. Me too. So one thing that you didn't say on my notes, because I have been attending to the White Sox, you know, the Astros signing Brantley came not too far away from that. Do you think they had eyes on Benatendi? I think they at least kicked the tires on it. But when you think about how much money he got from the White Sox, uh, there's no way. I don't know what he got. It was five years, seventy-five Ooh. million, I believe. You know, when I saw the Rondon, Rondon, I don't even know how to say his name. Rondon. Rondon. Uh, I wrote six one sixty-two, but it did not compute in my head that that was twenty million dollars a season. I mm-hmm. that didn't compute. And if you look at their, <laughs> if you, if, if error, you look at, error. Error, error, did not compute. If you look at it, like Cortez is okay. He's not the greatest, but he's okay. Severino looks like he's going downhill. As, at, at least last year, the playoffs, whatever you want to. And Montas, a guy from the A's, I don't know how good that guy is, but I, I don't think this is the best rotation. I mean, look at the Mets. They got JV and Max Scherzer and who else? So they went out and got a couple guys, uh, Quintana from the Cardinals. And I'm missing a name. Carrasco's in their rotation, but I think they were they were talking about trading him. Oh, they got the international product, uh, prospect. The Japanese uh, guy. Yeah, same, same guy. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good rotations in New York, but the Astros, we have Framber. That's gonna be a highly contested debate. Do you think Framber? Opening day pitcher or Lance McCullers? Did we talk about this yet? We have not, but we can 
Oh, that is a good subject. (laughs) In my mind, I think it's going to be Framber. It's just, I I could see it going both ways. I could see them talking about uh, LMJ leading the, the, the rotation as the, as the veteran, because he's older, been on the squad, been on the squad longer. I could also see them saying, look, Framber's our guy. He's he's our unquestioned ace. The, the the consecutive start streak, you know, third in the Cy Young voting, all the things his his season last year. So it just depends on what they decide to do. I don't think LMJ's done an opening day yet. So I'll be interested to see if they do it for that reason. I don't think so. I think you know, a lot of, you know, some people, oh, he doesn't care about this or they don't care about this. I guarantee you that they I don't think like Framber would just like blow a gasket if he didn't get the opening day, but I think he would feel appreciated. I think he would feel like, you know, there's no way he doesn't feel like he's the ace with just when Justin Verlander gone. He is the ace, so he deserves it. Now, who do you think deserves it? It's so tough because I believe that LMJ deserves it. Ooh. I believe that Framber is oh. not enough is being made about what LMJ did. One, in 2017 and then two, the year that uh jv went down the year that jv went down lmj had a phenomenal season and if it wasn't for getting hurt in the playoffs who knows so i mean they they went to the world series without him you know like yeah. like or they 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 played the world series without him so he was arguably the best pitcher on the rotation they didn't have you know, for the entire, they didn't have him for the World Series, and they had him for the entire season. CJ number three or two, <clears throat> because in that when they listed the top, what the top ten one two punches, they had CJ at number two. We already talked about that. His his season last year was amazing. When you talk about having being part of two no hitters in the same season against the lineups that he no hit, you know. The Yankees in Yankee Stadium, the Phillies in Philly, like on the road, no less. So I understand the credit that they're giving him. It's tough. They're, for me, it's like 1A, 1B, 1C. Is there a better starting pitcher out there that's available for a decent price that we could put in for Rikidi? I don't think so. I don't think any, I don't think you're going to get the value, whatever you're going to pay for that guy is going to not be equal to what you're getting based on the money that you're spending on our I agree. It's, it, it's almost, it's almost makes more sense to just roll with the guys you have than tweak, you know, maybe trade or to get something so that now you got to go sign a pitcher. I'd rather just, I would keep them too. Yeah. Cause our payroll, you already said we have just a little bit to mess with. But we still need to get Yuli Gurriel back, in my opinion. And and I don't I don't think they go get a catcher. But what do you think about is you think they're gonna stay with that six man rotation? I mean, they did that last year to keep JV fresh, right? Do you think they're gonna do it again? It makes sense too. I mean, you've got a young pitcher in Hunter Brown. You don't want his innings to get too crazy. And then obviously LMJ still, you know, I don't say he's coming back from injury because technically it'll have been almost you know three quarters of a year but 
just to keep his numbers down, to keep everybody fresh. It makes sense to roll six men unless somebody goes down and then you just go to a five man and it's like, okay, we just take one more rest day away. It's a, it's a, a an embarrassment of riches. It's a good problem yeah. to have. You'd rather them run six pitchers out there because you can, because their bullpen's so strong. So you don't have to extra, have an extra bullpen arm. I, I hope they do. I think if someone like Framber works better on a five day rest, you know, cause if they do a six man and there's a day off in between, he probably isn't going to want to wait seven days in between starts. So no matter what order they pitch in the beginning of the year, it's going to get all mixed up anyway, but it's just the beginning of the year is all that matters. Not to me, but maybe to you. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> it doesn't matter to either one of us. Do you have any fair or fouls you can come off the top of your head? Cause I have this and there's a story behind it. Chocolate covered cherries. Fair or foul. And I, I've got comments. I got Twitter comments too. So when we were young, I'm going to tell you a story, then I'm going to look them up while you talk. When we were young, my mom, we we didn't have the most money in the world, but my mom would wrap stuff for us. Like she would buy us the, you know, the little Christmas book of lifesavers. And she would always buy us chocolate covered cherries every year and wrap them up. So we'd have more things to open. And we liked them. I haven't eaten them in a long time, but I say fair. I think they're good. And they even had dark chocolate ones. That's what I would go for. So for me, it's foul just because I feel like every time I ever had them, they, it was just a weird consistency because the cherries were kind of gooey in the center and uh, the chocolate and the cherry. I don't know. I never liked them. Um. For me, it's the Mexican candies. We would always get those instead. And normally when I tell people that, they're like, those are gross. And I'm like, I understand. Yeah, but you're Mexican. <laughs> exactly. So I, I have no I problem. I think it's with gross, that. but I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna belittle you. All right, Steve, our boy Steve, he said definitely fair. You haven't lived until you overdosed on chocolate covered cherries. Josh said, Hell yeah, I need to go buy some. Nate Dog said, I love them. Susie barfed. Five times, <laughs> five barf. Uh, Dalton, straight up delicious. Dell said, Bleh. nope, nope. This other guy, Kennyster, said, not for me. Uh, social and foul. Scott, foul. Se uh, Victoria said, only if it's salad. So if you're on, if you're on, uh, what's this called? YouTube? If you're on YouTube, it's this one. She hmm. said, only fair if it's that one there. Okay. And then Harmon Hambo said does a bear poop in the woods so it looks like overall <laughs> people are the majority is for chocolate covered cherries the majority is the majority is all right buddy that's all i got for today do you have any final thoughts actually i have one fair foul oh my god i you know after <laughs> i said that i said i did not even give him a chance to do a fair so, foul. so go ahead buddy i'm sorry Fair or foul, the Astros had a productive offseason. Fair. I, well, I'm, I'm, go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's fair. And these guys are like, when are they going to get off their ass and sign somebody? It's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? What are you talking about? Let's say that there was a team that had the lack of lack for superstars. They didn't have enough superstars and they go out and they give Alex Bregman a ton of money. They give 
Altuve a bunch of money. They give Jordan and Kyle Tucker a bunch of money. And you're like, wow, these guys signed four superstars to go along with Jeremy Pena and Martin Maldonado and Framer Valdez and all these. But we already have them. We already have all these guys. We have more star power than these guys that are going out and getting all these stars. That's my point. I agree. I think that not enough is made of, like you said, bringing Montero back, Jose Abreu, bringing Brantley back. All of these things had to happen with with with, with the club that it already had to be able to turn around and talk about repeating. So I think they've done great this offseason. I don't know what else you could ask for. I think if you really wanted a catcher, you could really ask for a catcher. Are they going to play it enough for it to move the needle? I don't know. They needed a left fielder to replace Got Brantley. It. They replaced him with Brantley. Did they want to get a center fielder? A lot of us think roll with Chaz, give him a chance. There's always mm-hmm. a trade deadline if it doesn't work out. We got Kyle Tucker. The infield's amazing, and it got better offensively. I love Maldonado. I don't want to get rid of him. And don't, so the only thing we lost is JV. We got better, but we, it, I, th- I like it. I think we did great. One name I want to point out, too, that we didn't get a chance to talk about when we talk about center field, there is a guy that has been pushing and pushing and pushing slowly to try to get that center field job, and that's Pedro Leon. Yes. And Little by little by little, he's just been knocking at the door, knocking at the door. He's tearing it up again in the Winter League, tearing it up again. And I don't know how long Chaz or Jake or whoever's in center field can kind of be middle of the road before we see Pedro Leon because his bat is something else. That could be another reason they roll with him because that, that was the plan all along, right? Pedro Leon is going to be the future superstar. And a lot of people thought we'd saw him la- see him last year, but maybe it's this year coming up, and there's perfect opportunity with Chaz McCormick. As much as people love him, I love Chaz, <laughs> but is he the greatest? Is he If he hits 250 all year and makes a couple of great catches, is that enough? We'll see. Okay, for an eight-hole, but it's not enough to keep a guy like Pedro Leon in AAA. I agree. What about Jake Myers? They got him predicted to make the roster. Could Pedro Leon take his spot? I don't know. That That's going to be uh, tough because he's going to be like the fourth outfielder. So he's going to have to find little spots whenever he can and make the most of them. He really can't afford to not hit. Obviously, we know what kind of defender he is. He's able to make, you know, great plays because, he's you know, he's got the wheels. But if he can't hit, that's why he lost the job to Chaz in the first place. So whoever's producing out of center field is going to play. We need uh, the the Astros future guy on here. What about Corey Jolks? Nobody took him. Can he play center field? I don't know what position he plays. I know he's an outfielder. Yeah. You watch the Space Cowboys. What position did he play? He played all over the outfield. Uh Uh, I saw him in left field a lot. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm sure he could play center field. It would just be a question of do you really want, you know. I think with the injuries, we might see him this year. Maybe. Um, what percentage do you think a chance we see Pedro Leon? I think it's pretty high. I would say 30%. Ooh. All yeah. right. Well, that was a very awesome final thought, and it was a very awesome fair foul. I appreciate you bringing those up. But anyway, that is all we have for today. If, you, if you're if you on YouTube, again, see that picture behind you, Tom, above the bed? <laughs> yeah. That's why I said I wasn't ready. We bought that today, and I was hanging it up. 
<laughs> it looks good. Yep. All right, guys, for Tom, we will see you next time. I'm on day shift, so we'll pump out another one pretty soon. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.